0: (laughs) This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: The one thing that I think about a lot is that Jeff got the opportunity to race with Dale. There isn't anybody out there that, very few drivers today that can say that they raced with
0: Dale. Absolutely.
1: Welcome to Kelly Hart Miller's Fast Lane Family presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance, you can see, touch, and sense.
0: Welcome to Fast Lane Family. Today, I'm really excited to have a friend of mine in the studio with me today. Carol Bickford, who also happens to be Jeff Gordon's mom. I know that we're not going to have any shortage of things to talk about, and I'm really excited about that. Also, stick around for our Willow Professional Tip of the Week, where we are going to learn how to pull that long hair into the perfect non. How are you today? I'm good, good. Kelly. I'm Thank good. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for um, having me. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, just spend a little time with you to talk about life as Jeff's mom. And so, so if we can't say the R word, what are we calling it? The farewell tour or... The, oh, I didn't even think that. What are we allowed? calling it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to talk about uh, this year with Jeff Gordon racing <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and whatever that might mean and, yeah. and uh, no shortage of things in between. So you guys lived out in Northern California when Jeff was born. And so the first thing I wanted to know was when and how did Jeff get the racing bug as a child? Wow. Um, good question. <laughs>
1: I know, uh, you know, before even the cars came along, uh, quarter midgets and stuff, he was, um, racing his bike in the street, uh, in front of our house, lots of kids on our block and everything. And they would just race from one end of the street to the other. Not really competition thing, but sort of, I mean, you know, he was the youngest kid, Uh, most of the other kids had him by about four years but he did want to beat them (laughs) even though he was four years younger and really couldn't but uh, most of the kids were pretty good with him and then there was a bmx bike track that was uh, right up the uh, street from us and the kids could cut through um, some dirt paths in between houses and get up there and um, he would they would take him they would always ask and they would make sure that they kept an eye on him but a group of them would go up there and they would just do the, you know the chicanes or whatever you call them and uh and he loved it so we started doing that and that's honestly the first thing that he started racing and we did get him to get into the bmx uh, competition thing in, into that and right away the little kids he was only like four and a half five at the time Uh, much slower and different uh, jumps that they went over and everything but you were still there to see the bigger kids and it scared me (laughs) I was like oh no no." I was
0: gonna ask you did they do the jumps oh yes yes all that kind of stuff oh most definitely flying
1: off in the air and and I told John, I said, uh, you know, what he's doing right now is is fine. I, I can do that, but he's five, and they're slow, and they're not flying in the air. But very soon, that's going to change. And I don't think I want to see his body out there <laughs> sprawled out <laughs> with other bikes running over him and stuff, you know, because you did see yeah. that. That's when he brought home the quarter midget. And, you know, uh, it was just something. That, and I noticed it with uh, with friends. We had a lot of friends who had kids about the same age, kids that I went to high school with, kids that John went to high school with, who had kids the same age. And most of the kids didn't want anything to do with that car. But Jeff had no reservations about it at all. Yeah. He got in it, fired up the motor, first time, you know, he, he just loved it. Just took off with it. Yeah, so um you know I, I i they say that you're born with that i i I, I would have to say that there's something that uh, yeah. is in you that...
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask because uh, uh, John, you mentioned John, which is uh, Jeff's stepfather, and you guys have been married forever and a day since Jeff was a toddler. Forty-two years. Forty-two <laughs> years, gracious. And you guys really weren't exposed to any type of racing. Well, John did. Or John was. Yes, okay. John did. Yeah. Um, well, that's d- what I was going to ask because he took you on your first date to a racetrack, and yes. I wanted to ask you about that, <laughs> what you thought. <laughs>
1: well, it's funny because... Uh, it was Vallejo Speedway, and I had been out to Vallejo Speedway as a little girl. My dad um, drove a truck for Continental Baking Company, and he delivered Wonder Bread okay. to uh, all the restaurants in downtown Vallejo. And also, he one of his accounts was Vallejo Speedway. So on a Saturday night or a Friday night, whatever night they raced, if they ran out of hot dog and hamburger buns, they would call my dad and I was like eight years old, ten years old, something like that. That would be my big exciting thing to get do. Get the bread delivery truck and get go. Get in the my Speedway. dad's we would just get in <laughs> the car awesome. and we'd go over to his place and we'd grab hot dog and hamburger buns and we'd go out to Vallejo Speedway. And I'd get to see the cars, you know, going out there and everything. You know, so I, I knew about Vallejo Speedway. I knew what they did out there. Never w- really went to races out there. And then uh, met John when the kids were very little. And, uh, and he had not necessarily raced himself, but he worked on cars that raced out there. And uh, so that was our first date. And back then, you know, uh, women couldn't go in the pits, oh, Gosh, which was a good thing because I <laughs> sat in the grandstands with, you know, with both the kids and, and Jeff was quite young. I mean, he was probably still in diapers, oh, gosh. you know, when we went out there the first time. And I honestly don't remember what Jeff's reaction was, yeah. you know, I mean, when the cars start up and they're loud. Well, I think know, at that age, like, yeah, you're exactly. covering your ears, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. uh, so I don't really remember what it was, but. I loved it. I loved watching it. Yeah. Um, you know, so and and I think every kid, especially um, uh who grew up in the 60s, um, you know, all the all the boys that we went to high school with, drag racing, mm-hmm. you know, in back streets and other towns and stuff was a big deal. Yeah. So. And I know John did a lot of that stuff too. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Jeff got into quarter midgets uh out in California and and did very well in that
1: yeah we had a we had a fun time just recently we went um back to where it all started in Rio Linda California and uh got to see a lot of people that Jeff grew up racing with and a lot of people came out for that the racetrack looks just the same
0: so talk about that a little bit, because I read that story, and uh, this is a track where Jeff got his start. You guys were very instrumental as parents to, to even outfit the track and, and make it be what it what it was then, and then looking back yeah. at that now. And, and also That's were awesome. recently involved in sort of saving the track, because I think they were going to do some uh, they development. Were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Uh,
1: the, the track uh, belonged to the higher family. And uh, I think, uh, you know, with um, uh, people passing away and things happened, and uh, I know that some of the uh, quarter midget people that were still racing there reached out um, to John and, and other people who mm-hmm. used to race there that could help them. And, and um, John could probably give you more information on how and, and yeah. how they did it. But I think with the help of Jeff and, and John, they were able, and I think right now, I think I heard when we were out there, they have a 99-year lease now.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So
1: that was, that was great. When we were there, Jeff said, Wow. Nothing here has changed. (laughs) It still looks the same. (laughs) And it did. I mean it you know, we put bathrooms in when we were still there. We you know, we did a lot of stuff when we were there. Few of the trees have died. But when I went into the scoring tower, which was not air conditioned (laughs) back then. (laughs) (laughs) And up in the Sacramento area it was so, so hot. We didn't even have windows. It was all open. But I noticed that they had air conditioning. And I told the scorekeepers that were in there, I said, this is not fair. You guys
0: (laughs) need to experience the heat. Yes, (laughs) right. I know. I remember scoring for for my dad in what was, gosh, then the Grand National Series, I guess, and sitting out on bleachers, you know. Yeah. And uh, now it's all automated. It's funny you talk about the the old and, and everything looking the same. Because I think in today's world, we struggle with the balance of like keeping things old and preserving that kind of thing. And then new development, you know, because Dell and I just went to Germany with Amy and and LW and everything there was like three and 400 years old, you know, and and operational and people were living in these and working out of these buildings. It was so beautiful to see, Mm -hmm. you know, we knocked something down here and, you know, yeah. build something new. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not quite as old as you know Europe, well, yeah, and, yeah. and you know. So, but I noticed the same thing, Kelly. When when John was, uh, you know, working over uh, and living in London for a year, and I went over there, and and they they still have uh, bullet holes mm-hmm. in in buildings, mm-hmm. and they have where that bullet hole came from. Mm-hmm. Um, what attack it was, and everything, yeah. and that, and and that is fascinating. It is. I mean, it truly is the history and stuff over
0: there. You know, we seem to not do that yeah. here. I'm not.
1: <laughs> no, we <laughs> seem sure to want why, to progress but...
0: things. I know, and then you know, yeah. well, I think it's the amenities and and you yeah. know that kind of thing and the conveniences and everything. Well,
1: coming from California,
0: where there's uh, a
1: lot of people, in in moving to Pittsburgh, Indiana, where there was you know like 900. Mm-hmm. I loved it, loved it, loved it. There was one stoplight in town. We didn't even have a grocery store, and they still don't. Wow. But it has changed, and there's more than, than 900 people there now, unfortunately. Uh, but I see the same thing happening here uh, where, we're, where we're at. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling my kids I'm going to strap myself to the next tree they try to cut down, because <laughs> it does. It really, you know, really
0: kind of bothers me that we're we take that away. Yeah. We yeah. see so many animals out and deer I and know. all that stuff around here and we're just running them out of places. Yeah. You Yeah. Know? And
1: that's why they're coming. That's that's why they're on our back porches. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've run their food off and everything and yeah. And and I mean I, you got to believe that somebody's,
0: you know, thinking about it. Yeah, all somebody's got to pay attention to it, right? Hopefully, yeah. 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 So you mentioned going to a uh, Pittsburgh, Indiana and let's talk about the reasons that you guys moved to Indiana from California.
1: Well, we were going to be going from the um, sprint cars and the go-karts into um, open-wheel sprint cars. And um, so we bought the truck and the trailer and the sprint car and, and did all of that and, and with the permission from some local tracks in in the California area uh, that we could race there when Jeff was only 13. And I don't know, maybe some of the people didn't think we were that serious <laughs> or that maybe it just wouldn't happen. And they don't know John Bickford. <laughs> That's right. I know John Bickford. You do, you yes. Do. Um, and so when we went to race for the first time, I think it scared them off. And they went and they, um, you know, just put the skids to it. And so here we have this investment in all this equipment and it's not going to sit there for three years or however many years it was going to be until he was allowed to race. So John called a few uh, other places, and, and there was another young kid who had raced in Florida. So John researched that and found out that we could go to Florida and race Speed Weeks there. And they did that. They did. They raced uh, Speed Weeks, I, which would be in like... February yeah. when Daytona was running yeah a lot of different dirt tracks and stuff in that area and so knowing that that was going to be Jeff's very first time in a in a sprint car in competition I stayed home and <laughs> to John's uh, suggestion uh, suggestion you that you I not go, <laughs> uh, which was a very smart thing on his part. Because <laughs> when they got there and Jeff did his first hot laps, he took off his helmet and he said to John, he said, you lied to me. You told me this was just like quarter midgets. This is nothing like quarter midgets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think if I would have been there, it would have been uh, not a good thing. Yeah with John being there and be able to talk him through it and get him through it by the end of Speed Weeks he was comfortable a lot of the people um, Jack Hewitt and Doug Wolfgang there was a lot of people there that really helped him out a lot and Jeff didn't do anything crazy you know he didn't try to really race with those people he he tried he was there to learn he wasn't there to win races and and so it went quite well and and then we found uh they came back to california and john did um called a few people and a few tracks in indiana so there was a bloomington speedway where steve kenzer you know raced all the time and and chillicothe ohio there was a few tracks that welcomed us and and we're going to let us race so the only really thing left to do was to move a little bit closer because we couldn't do it from California. Just a little bit. That's, yeah. That was yeah. quite a move. Yeah. <laughs> and and the timing again, you know, we talk about this timing all the time, but our daughter had graduated from high school and she was going to um college and she went to San Diego State. So she was, you know, gone and living in San Diego. Uh, had she not if she would have had another year or so of high school it's hard to say right you know what what the path would have been but um, so that enabled us to you know sell the house and move yeah and you know I always felt like you know it's just a plane ride away for me to us to fly out to San Diego or her to fly back you know and then we just we did that we just raced in the Midwest and
0: well, you answered my question there because I was going to ask you how you balanced having two children and one with yeah. the racing circuit. Because I watch families do that now with multiple yeah. children. But if she was older. Yes, she was than, four years yeah. older. So, yeah. it, uh,
1: y- you know, and, and again, it's just, just that time. All, <laughs> all that <yeah. laughs> worked out. Yeah. Perfect. If they would have
0: only been three years apart. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah. Now, as a kid and, and getting to this point, was Jeff really die hard about this racing? is this something that you guys kind of moved him along in or, cause I've read stories about John and, and obviously I worked for John for quite some time. So we've had lots of conversation, yeah. but you know, he, he seemed seemingly, he he made Jeff work for the racing part. You know, Jeff didn't get to the racetrack and go play off in the dirt. No, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, I think about myself taking piano lessons <laughs> and how my my dad would be like, you know, make me sit there for hours, and sometimes it would just make me hate it. You yeah. know, yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I, I
1: I mean, Jeff will tell you to this day that you know he hates to test. Yeah, you know, and, and maybe that comes from. You know all of the stuff that we did, but uh literally before Jeff ever hit a quarter midget track, he had thousands of laps at the fairgrounds on a on just a little makeshift track mm-hmm. that we were able to do just by himself, not with other cars or anything, but just by himself and and he didn't like doing it, you know, I'd pick him up from school, and you know he just didn't have a choice. Um, Because that's what you needed to do to be good. Yeah. And, you know, he. Um, oh, we going over there again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he. Was he a good student in school? He was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was. So he liked school. He squat. was. Yeah. He did, did he do did. other sports or anything?
1: No. No. To just... That was it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think if you're going to do something, uh, especially like this. You have to dedicate a lot oh, of time to it. It's not something that you can go off and play basketball one weekend and do something, you know. Yep. And, and I, I mean, I think it, it shows with just about any sport. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, it has to be all really the time. with anything. Because yeah. my
0: 15 year old, we went through, when, when she was in elementary school and dabbled at middle school, I let her try. A lot of different things yes. you know we cheerleaded and we basketballed and volleyballed and danced and all this yeah. but there was a point a few years ago that I said you you need to pick something and focus yeah. on it and and pick what you really love and pick you know maybe something that you think you want to go out further with that yeah. you can do something with you yeah. know um, and did she um yeah, sort of. We stuck with dance for a while because I thought that's what she was going to do with. And we talked about how she likes to choreograph, you know, yeah. choreograph things and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I talked about all the many things that she could do with that. She is now moved to acting. And so but I think she's there to stay and she really enjoys it. And it's something that she when we go to acting class, she can't wait to go and yeah. all of that. So yeah. I think it's something that we've. Uh, yeah. And we how old, found. How old? So, uh, th- she was 13 yeah. and a half when yeah. we started acting. Yeah. So, yeah. so
1: Yeah, I you know, I see that, um, you know, with my grandkids. Now I have a granddaughter who just graduated from high school and she got a basketball, full basketball scholarship to Pfeiffer. And they have been on her since she was like three
0: for basketball. Basketball. <laughs> yes.
1: And and you ask yourself, like, how do you know at three years old? But I yeah. mean literally they had the basketball hoop out in the driveway. Um neither one of her parents play basketball, but you know, maybe they dabbled in it in high yeah. school or something, but uh but that's what uh what she did and I mean she was shooting hoops <laughs> before the bus would pick her up in the mornings and you know she's 18 now and yeah. and it's you know definitely paid off but i know that there was times when she didn't want to go to practice mm-hmm. she didn't want to you know she'd rather be with her friends doing something that they were doing but you know i think when you look back on it even now at yeah. 18 she says you know wow it was the right thing to yeah. do yeah yeah. So
0: stick with it. Yeah, we have the you know, we don't start something and quit it. You know, no. we're at least gonna finish out the year or whatever yeah. is asked, you know, yeah. of things. So yeah. I think that's important. I was thinking when you were talking about Jeff and when you picked him up from school and he's like, Oh gosh, do we gotta go do this again? I bet now he appreciates all that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Looking back. yeah. <laughs> and I think too, he thinks, you know, like his kids are getting to the point
1: where you know maybe we need to get them on that focus point of what it is. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> because when you dabble in a lot of things, see, which we didn't do. Yeah. Your choices are. We're more
0: limited. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to talk about those grandkids shortly, but <laughs> let's go to to this year. And well, first, I also wanted to ask you. Obviously, you know, we all know Jeff got signed with Rick and, and storybook later of his career there at Hendrick Motorsports. Funny stories uh, that Jeff may have shared or told about my dad or anything that comes to <laughs> mind <laughs> or any times that you guys were together. Because uh-huh. I think about the milk toast oh, and, you know, know. this intimidation so thing awesome. with the young kid and – uh yeah all that kind of stuff, when I was able to uh, see Jeff at the Hendrick Motorsports kickoff luncheon this year. And I made it a point to go up and tell him that as I worked for John and and worked for Sports Image and my dad and Jeff, you know, collaborated on so many things together. And Jeff's my age, so it's really strange. This is the first person that I've seen retire that I've seen kind of start start to finish you know yeah and um so it's really fascinating to me and i and i just said to him you know i've just appreciated all of it and glad to have been able to be some part of it with working at action and that kind of stuff and thinking about my dad and the stories i can't imagine he's probably got some great memories there (laughs) Uh, you know i i know he does and and
1: you know the one thing that i think about a lot and not just this year but for many years is that Jeff got the opportunity to race? Yeah, with Dale. There isn't anybody out there that, uh, very few drivers today that can say that they raced mm-hmm. with. Yep, absolutely. Dale.
0: I know. I think about Jimmy Johnson. I mean, he started after my dad. I you know, know. Um, yeah. passed away, and yeah, yeah you, you know,
1: and all you know, like you you see all these things happen, and they happened with Dale, mm-hmm. but. It was handled completely <laughs> differently. And when they call him the intimidator, he definitely was. Yeah. But there was some kind of respect. There was something that was different. Yeah. And I, I uh, am so, so happy that Jeff got that experience. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. I think he learned a lot from Dale on the racetrack. I will never forget the first, Jeff's first Daytona 500. And I was sitting up in the Goodyear Tower with John. Benny Parsons was up there and Linda Vaughn. <laughs> and so we're up there in the Goodyear Tower. And, and you know, like Jeff's running second today. <laughs> and, I'm going like, and you're like, Seriously? wow, I am a basket case. I'm like, I, you know, and I kept saying to him, do not... Uh, you know, I'm saying this to me, yeah, to yourself. I'm right. saying it out Do not try to pass him. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, Ray comes on the radio, and John's got a headset on, and John's in my ear, telling me, you know, what Ray's saying. And, um, and I'm going, kind of like, no, no, no. He's not going to try to pass Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> this first date don't apply, but you just don't yeah, do that. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, as it turned out, I mean, neither one of them won the race, but I mean, Jeff finished fifth, and I think Dale probably finished second or third yeah. that day. And, um, and I was like, it, it was just, it still stands out with me as just the most proudest moment. And just I look at the drivers out there now, and I wish that they would have been around to race with him because I think they'd be different racers today. Yeah, yeah.
0: I really do. Very cool. Very cool story. So what's been your emotions this year going into this year as Jeff's going to move out of the 24 car We've got to talk about this lightly and use the right <laughs> words here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that R word. Um,
1: you know what? I haven't really, I don't think, I. it's going to be like with Jeff. It's not going to really hit me. Yeah, until after. And, until Miami. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to go to a few more races this year, and we are going to go to Indy. I, I wanted to go to Kentucky, but that's the only track I've. Well, not there's a to? couple of tracks. I have. I've never been to Fontana. Never been to Chicago. Never been to Kentucky.
0: Never been to Fontana. No, oh, I know wow. from there and everything. That? Never been out there.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, I just think it's just not going to hit me until in, in until um, then. And and you know, I've I've talked to a lot of people. It it will be different. Next year will be different. You know, he'll be doing some stuff in the booth and yeah. everything. So. Uh, but I'll still watch races. I yeah. love racing. Um, you know, that part won't change, but I think it will be a little calmer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Talladega, the two Talladega races. <laughs>
0: two Daytonas. <laughs> uh, two Daytonas. Yeah, there'll be a little bit, uh, not not quite so many nerves. Yeah, on. his comment after this last Daytona, I'm glad I won't have to do that again. <laughs> I, know, I know. I thought about Richard uh, oh. Childress because I, I usually
1: go to Talladega. And Richard and I are in the same, we sit right next to each other in the suite. Mm-hmm. And um, he said something to me this last time I was there in May that um, he wanted me to talk to his daughter, try to calm her down yeah. a little bit. And then look what happened at Daytona. Oh and I thought, oh my gosh, mm. I just, my you know, your heart just yeah. aches for... That kind of stuff.
0: So I, I can't imagine how his daughter was then. <laughs> yeah, and she she stays behind the scenes and everything. So she, she does. Um, yeah, I've yeah. tried to. I've asked her to come on the show for a few yeah. times, and uh, yeah, I just think she's just so nervous about the boys doing. That's what he's doing this. Yeah, and, yeah he's, all. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I don't know. They're young. She's got a <laughs> lot of years. Maybe she. Maybe
0: it's something that she'll learn to calm yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting if if you could experience what you can't, but if you could experience that age going into racing today versus Jeff going in when he went in, you know, and the differences and what your perspective would be on it. You know, yeah. I don't think you would ever change no. their desire to do it or what they're going to do. But no, uh,
1: I'm a sports junkie. Yeah, I mean, I love all kinds of sports. I I love the Olympics. I watch you know anything horse racing (laughs) and and there's an element of uh danger in In any of it and when you uh, the uh tour de france i mean you watch those bikes so close together and then one falls and they all fall and they're getting broken shoulders and you know whatever they get run over uh downhill skiing i mean golly you know your whole body's out there to get broken yeah so you know as far as what they're doing there obviously yeah. it's an element of danger to it but I think there's an element of danger to just to about just
0: anything to... and you can't not do it because well, I agree yeah. exactly exactly so you've been traveling to a few more of the races and experiencing some of the little the the celebrations that the tracks have been doing has there been one that stuck out to you you talked about going back to California and this the little track there
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because when we went um, to Sonoma, we were in a hospitality area, something special that Jeff did out there. We were so far away from the actual racetrack yeah. that we couldn't even you tell. Didn't feel like you were at the track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's
0: uh, the thing about road courses. I know,
1: I know. So, uh, and with my knee being as bad as it is right now, I there's no way that I'm going to be able to be down there and yeah. then get up. And so, um, honestly, I read about the things. Yeah. That did you get to
0: went. go to Bristol by chance? Because, or you watched that on TV? That was. Uh, <laughs> that's when they. Yeah, did I think the, that's when they did the command. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. when
1: they did the um, the command. And yeah. that, was that was so, so sweet. Oh, my gosh. That was just precious. I know. And Jeff yeah. said that they had been practicing it, like, on the way to school. You know, when he'd drop them off at school, Aww. they'd be practicing what they were going to do and everything. So yeah. That yeah. was just it was cute. It was precious. Yes. So cute. So cute. And watching Leo look up to Ella like Ella was, you know, going <laughs> to get him all through it yeah, yeah yeah you're gonna help me with
0: this or tell me yeah. yeah. and this little <laughs> room
1: afterwards yeah that was so <laughs> and cute. The, what what really struck me is Jeff's reaction in the car I mean he had his helmet on I wished he hadn't had, I, had yeah. his helmet on because he was so so proud yeah so I had to be quite a moment. yeah that, was awesome. <laughs> that yeah. was
0: awesome and you said you're going to Indy so that's a special yes. place for you guys yes yes
1: I'm sure they're doing something fun there yeah and we were there you know the very first one when he won we weren't there last year for number five. <laughs> um, can't catch them all. You can't. You know, <laughs> you can't do it all, but um, that we'll be there for this one. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. They're going to have a parade, I think, in Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, do he and Ingrid and the kids, do the kids and Ingrid travel to most of the races with Jeff, or are there some that they miss?
1: They um, they do miss some, but they try to do it. A big portion of them. Of them. Yeah. 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 Now, I don't know if... Um, I don't know if they went this last weekend. Didn't see them on TV in <laughs> Kentucky,
0: so I, I don't think that they. <laughs> but they do. They yeah. do try to go to Yeah, yeah. It's got to be pretty exciting for them at their ages. Yeah, to and just you know, I, it. and
1: it's still tough because, like, I think Ella, you know, she's eight, so she she understands. She gets it, Leo. You know, he'll be five in a few more weeks, and and he's starting to get it. But, you know, for a long time, when they're little, they're like, they have better things to do. Yeah, (laughs) right,
0: exactly. They're still going to have some of those years, I think. There's no doubt. They're just in the beginning of that. (laughs) No doubt. Activities and all these things that they're going to want to do, which they'll have more time for now. Exactly. It's kind of um, neat to see that he has this opportunity to uh, step back and then be a part of their lives in such a... Uh, important time as yeah, they're growing up. And I up. think
1: that comes from, um, you know, how uh, he was raised because we did do everything together. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, kind of missing out on that because yeah. he's gone all the time. Yeah, So, yeah. I, you know, I, I know that that had to play a big factor in, yeah. in his decision. And and again, you know, it, it's like he's been doing this for so many yes. years. People like, they're like, well, he's only 40 Whatever he yeah. is. <laughs> forty four three. Three, four? three or four. <laughs> One. He's got a birthday coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so he'll be forty four on his birthday, but and that does seem young does. to retire. Yeah. Um but when you've been doing this for that long yeah. I
0: mean it's I think it's just time. Yeah, definitely. We are gonna see more and more early retirements I think as the sport continues because these ki- you know, Chase yeah. Elliott's getting in there at eighteen and yeah um, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think my dad had his first full cup ride and you know he was somewhere in his 20s i yeah. think but right. um right you know maybe mid-20s but um they're starting so much earlier now I know. so <laughs> i know
1: and that kind of might hasten some of the yeah. older guys yeah um i and you hate to see that but you know move on. Yeah.
0: Yep. I think you will. Yeah. So let's talk a few minutes about my grandmother Earnhardt and you guys have forged a special relationship. How did the cookbook that you guys did together, which was called Pit Stop in a Southern Kitchen come about?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure that was John. John's idea.
0: (laughs) John, the marketing (laughs) business guru at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Kathy
1: may have had something to do with that too. I'm not sure who, uh, who all it was, but uh, certainly John. Uh, thought it would be a great idea, especially with uh, Jaff and Dale's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, relationship or what people perceived their non-relationship. Right, one of the two. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, exactly. The the competition between them. I think that um, you know, when John came to me, he, he said, what do you think about doing a, a cookbook with Martha? And I said, wow. I, yeah, not something I would have ever thought of, but uh, so he pitched the idea and and everything, and I thought, well, that sounds great. I says, I you know, and he's, I asked him about Martha, and he said, yeah, I think she's, you know, she's good with it. Well, he, her and I have, you know, uh, forged a, formed a relationship um, years before that. And uh, so that, the cookbook brought us even closer together. Yeah. I have to tell you just a little story of me being over there one day, taking some, cookbooks over to have your mom uh, your grandma um, autograph for somebody yeah. else and so I'm sitting there in her living room and her and I are just chatting and there's these cars driving by and, and <laughs> Martha goes they're gonna stop and I said do they stop very often she says yeah sometimes they come up to the door and I said well you don't answer do you and she <laughs> says "Well, yes yeah, sometimes I do so sure enough they stop they came to the door. Martha answers the door and she turns around to me and she says, they're going to be in for a real treat.
0: <laughs> She's getting ready to call you out.
1: <laughs> so she an- she answers the door and I, I got up and I went to the door with her. So we're talking to these people and Martha says, do you know who this is? No. This is Jeff Gordon's mom. And this is <laughs> <laughs> I <started> thought <that. laughs> about, <laughs> like, what is she doing? <laughs> at your house? So why'd you let her <laughs> in? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That is too funny. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's great.
0: Yeah. So she still lets people stop by. And <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does. Yeah, She's yeah. a mess. She is. We've curtailed her hours. We're like, Mama, you can't, you know, answer yeah. the door at these hours. And yeah. Whatnot, she needs <laughs> to be careful of that. But, uh, she's a good soul but in that she's way. got that glass yeah. door yeah. there yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. she can she see could and retreat to the other one yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well the cookbooks um if you if you want one uh these days you have to find them in the secondary market as you guys sold through and we did it's been quite a few years ago that you yeah. had that out but um and and, and poor
1: martha got hurt just as the cookbook came out. Oh, gosh. Remember oh, I she remember broke that. Right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. She took over the cat. I visited her yes. in, um, in the hospital. Yes. And then she went to the rehab. Yes. Um, and so I tease her about that all the time. I told her, I said, now we're just getting ready to go on the big uh, tour. Like the media tour, y- yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> You're in the
0: hospital," (laughs) she said. "Well, I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, she. When I was younger, she would. I would take my cat to her and let her keep my cat when I would go away. And we always said, you know, Mama, why don't you get an animal? You know, a cat would be keep you company and. Here she gets this cat from the the humane society and darn if she doesn't trip over I know. It, it. She breaks her yeah. upper thigh bone and <laughs> and
1: what she had to go through Bless just her. to get somebody on the phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because she was she laying on the floor. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know. I
1: told her. Yeah. I said, you need <laughs> well, you need one of those clapper now things. Now she has <laughs> one of those little bracelets there. like she can yeah. push. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: When well, she just turned 85, she's doing yes, really well. So if she, she has to wear a bracelet to, to get right. some help, that's just A-OK. Yes. I, I really enjoyed the cookbook. One of my favorite things about the cookbook were the stories and the yeah. pictures that you guys put yeah. in. The stories, with, you know, that went along with the recipes and that kind of thing and i um, told about, you know, whose favorite was this and, and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And your and lasagna's he, a
1: hit in the book. <laughs> I love that lasagna. Yeah. That yeah. used to be my ticket down here when John and I were still living in Indiana. Uh, and Jeff was down here racing Bush Grand National. And he was living with Andy Graves and Bobby Lutz. And Jeff, (laughs) and I would have to make a big thing of lasagna just so that John and I had a place to stay. We used to (laughs) joke about it, and Andy (laughs) would eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like a week after we leave. We still laugh about that.
0: Oh gosh, you love to cook? Is that you You know what? You probably Uh, don't as much. I don't as much anymore. I used
1: to. You know, I mean, my kids grew up on, you know, three and four course meals like we did but who eats like that anymore? <laughs> no, <nobody. laughs> I exactly. Um, you know, so, I mean, I I've, I do cook most every
0: night but in barbecue
1: yeah. or, you know, sometimes we'll just have a salad but no, I don't cook like
0: that in the cookbook
1: anymore. I'd be 300 pounds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you guys for like holidays and whatnot, do you oh, kind of host those now, and that's do big. that? Yeah. That's big. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. We
1: do. Uh, usually Thanksgiving is at our house. We usually have 25 or 30 people wow. for Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, my um, my best friend, also from California, lives two doors down the ah. street from John and I now, and so they do Christmas. Cool. So they do Christmas dinner, Yeah. and I do Thanksgiving dinner.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's talk about the grandkids for a few minutes. Um, Leo and Ella both starting to race recently, I guess, or get their quarter midgets. Ella's already been under the seat. She has, and yes. she she has
1: three times now, I think, three or four times. Yep. We were there. Well, all all times that she's been in it, we were there the first time, John and I. <laughs> <laughs> Ella did great. Papa, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Mama
0: was really good. She was really good. Yeah, she was. (laughs) Um, She seems to be, I don't know Ingrid very well, but she seems, I can imagine her holding her composure very well. She just seems that, she comes across that way. Yeah, she was, she
1: was really pretty good with it. Um, Papa was in the infield at the quarter midget track and uh, Ella just, Put her foot down and she <laughs> <laughs> she just started going and going and then you pick up speed and then her line, you know, would get a little off because, yeah. you know, she'd never done it before. That was the very first time and she was just going a little bit too fast. <laughs> so, you know, he got her stopped and slowed down and I think they can control the throttle in them. So they, they cut her yeah, cut her back a, a little, <laughs> but still too fast for Papa. Yeah. So uh, that first experience was pretty good, but Jeff said then, he said, my gosh, I, I, ha- I ha- now have a new respect for This what- is like <laughs> opening the can of worms kind yeah. of thing,
0: right? He's How like, did you guys do this? <laughs>
1: um, you know, so then we went a second time. And that time we did have uh, some other, couple of other kids kind of get out on the track with her. But she uh, put it in the fence that the time. time. No big deal. Now, did that scare her? It did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it it, it did. Uh, Mama, w- again, <laughs> was really pretty good with it. Um, Leo, he was kind of playing with the flags and stuff, and he went over to the car. Papa, of course, went right there, and somebody else was there. And, and um, <laughs> Leo was hilarious. He, when he went over to the car and and Ella was crying. He came back and he said, "Mama, you need to go over there." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't. I don't know what to do here. <laughs>
1: so, um, but you know she calmed down right yeah. away and they got her calmed down and and then they tried to fix it to get her back on the track. And if you can imagine a bunch of guys not having one part to fix that thing to get her back out there, but they didn't. So she wasn't able to get back out there, but she would have.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. So that's that was the second would, time, yeah. and then
1: this last time uh, was the first time that she was in her own quarter midget, and uh, it was just Jeff and John and myself and Ella, um, Ingrid and Leo, I don't know T ball or something. <laughs> so they weren't able to go, and um, and she, you know, she just went lap after lap after lap. And then rested, and then lap after lap, and just tried to get a line and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, so she's really only been out there three times, yeah. and Leo's not even sat in his chair. No, he so. hasn't. <laughs> not yet. Not yet.
0: Maybe Papa can't handle both at the same time. Maybe. And, 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 <laughs> I have to get
1: one. I, I, I'm not sure if Oma can. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Oma and. Is it Opa? Opa. Opa. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, what the kids call you and John, and that's Belgian. Yes. Flemish. Yes. Flemish. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. They
1: have uh, Oma in Belgium. Uh Um, Now are Ingrid's Ingrid's parents there? Ingrid's mom. Still there. Okay. Mom's there. Yes. Yes. Dad passed away, but he was Opa. Um, And Ella said to me one day when I picked her up from school, she's like, Oma, I don't think I'm going to call you an Opa that anymore. I said, "Why is that?" She says, "Because nobody at school knows what an oman opa are." <laughs> and I said, "Okay. So what do you want to call us?" She says, "Grandma and Grandpa." And I said, "Well, that's fine." But she's never been able to do she's that. She's not switched <laughs> off. No. no that, that happened for that brief moment. And, <laughs> and then when we got out of the car, it was Oma again.
0: So. Yeah. So you guys are a big help with them and, and helping with the kids. Try to be. the kids yeah, and yes. that kind of thing.
1: You know, when they're here, you know, when they're here at home and yeah. during school year and, and Jeff's traveling or whatever, if they need any help with yeah. anything, sometimes I'll even go, even though they're not very far away. But if it's on the school night and they're both Can gone, stay. then I'll spend the night. You know, I've spent a couple of nights down there when they've, you know, gone to do other stuff. So it makes it nice having them so close by. And then we have
0: sleepovers at our house. Oh awesome a lot. Yeah. Awesome. We just had a family sleepover in our living room with me and L Dub and um, Oh perfect. Kennedy and Wyatt, we all slept in the living room floor Friday night and was (laughs) the first and maybe (laughs) a last. was quite <laughs> uncomfortable but they keep going when can we have one of those family sleepovers again is that a but whose idea was it to sleep on the floor well I I it was my idea I would have to say um just you know they're always looking for something different fun and I'm thinking you know what can th- like those things make an impression with your yeah, kids you know yeah. Ella and, Ella wants to sleep in the backyard. It's just those little yeah. things. I mean, I don't need to take them to like Great Whiff Lodge. Mm-hmm. We can just like all sl- have a pallet in the living room. Exactly. That's easy. <laughs> yeah. But
1: well, she wants to sleep in a tent in the backyard, and I'm going like, I mean, really? Where we have six acres, and there really are critters
0: out. I was going to say you're <laughs> still in the country. Yeah. You're.
1: <laughs> we had a yeah. pet pet duck that our neighbor kind of uh, gave us a couple of years ago, <laughs> and and so when I introduced Ella to the duck, she they love all this kind of stuff. She said, well, what's the duck's name? And I said, I don't know, Ella. We just got it. And she says, well, okay, I need to think of a name. She says, how about Molly Anna Quacker? <laughs> <So> <laughs> Molly that, Anna Quacker? That was the duck's name. <laughs> it's funny. Molly Had to have Anna a Quacker. first and middle and a last name. And I said, well, how about Bickford? She says, no, Molly Anna Quacker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's too funny. That's great. Sounds like Polly want to crack Sounds pretty good to yeah. me. So what else do you like to do in your spare time for... Well. relaxation or fun or <laughs> oh wow is john um, gonna get to slow down a little now that probably maybe he's not gonna have to be so busy with jeff I, I, you know <laughs> i think he's gonna get to do
1: um work on his, his old car his project oh, yep <laughs> um he bought an old uh truck he says it's my truck but from a friend out in vallejo he's been restoring it so you know when he's only able to do that a few hours on the weekends and stuff. But I can't imagine him slowing down too yeah, much. Yeah, He doesn't have that kind of Not the John, I know. Uh-uh. Nope. No. 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 Nope. No. Nope. No. And you know what? With both the, I've got two uh, that are going to college. Our granddaughter, who's got the basketball scholarship, I think one of her first games is going to be against Duke. Oh, wow. So, not sure whether she'll be playing, but we'll be going yeah. to Duke yeah. for that. Basketball games. So, you know, I mean, I just try to stay uh, as active as I can with the, oh, and the grandkids keep me busy. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah.
0: That's good stuff. Yep. It is. Well, thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Oh, me enjoyed. too. It was great seeing you again. You too. It was um, mm. awesome to have you here. Thank and, uh, you. Best of luck to Jeff and, and the rest of the family for the rest of the year. And, uh, thank you, Kelly. All that good stuff. All right. It's time now for our tip of the week brought to you by Wella Professionals. This week, it's the perfect way to take long hair on a hot summer day and create a fun, sexy, textured chinon to help stay cool. Start off with Wella Enrich Volume Shampoo to help create and set the volume. Before blow drying, lightly mist the hair with Wella Ocean Spritz and comb through. The Ocean Spritz will help with creating the texture in the hair and help hold the hair with that tasseled look. Use a round brush to help create volume at the base or crown area and help control the cuticle. Once you're done blow drying, lightly tease the hair at the crown using a teasing comb or brush. Be sure to smooth out the top gently just enough to show that you have fuller hair. Use your hands and pull your hair back to create a low ponytail, then secure with a hairband. Now twist your hair until you create a bun and be sure to secure with a few bobby pins. Feel free to loosen some of the pieces of your bun and help make the Chinon look more tasseled and textured. Then set your hair with Wella Stay Essential Finishing Spray. You can purchase these or any Wella Professionals product at any of the 782 Ulta stores nationwide or purchase online at ulta.com. Thank you guys for joining us this week on Fastlane Family.
1: Fast Lane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit ulta.com to find the store nearest you.
0: Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.